Jones to bring us in here and our next guest. It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm Jeff Teolos. You can find our group on Facebook, also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. She's done a lot out in the Northwest. In fact, started one of the biggest women's leagues out there. Kayla Greet joins us right now. Hello, Kayla. How are you? Hi, Jeff. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome, and I'm so glad that you reached out to me because we've been talking a little bit over Facebook over the last few months or so. And for those that don't know, Kayla has been part of Skillshot Podcast for three years, I think, right? Yeah, three years now. And the zine's been going for 10 years before that. So, well, let's see. We started at year seven. We're like, what about having a podcast, too? That zine, when I was in Seattle, the one time, the one day, mm-hmm. and I got my hands on one, I still have it. It has uh, the Emperor from Star Wars on it. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. And, okay, that looks good in the cover. And then you open up this, at the time, an 11 by 17 sheet, and every single pinball place you can possibly imagine is in there. And this is all because of the hard work of so many people behind the scenes from Skillshot that we should probably give some credit to right now. Oh, absolutely. Sure. The core group of Skillshot is Gordon, Brad, Andrew, Graham, and Nosebleed, and myself. Uh, I'm the newbie still, even though I've been doing it for about six years, I think now. <laughs> so it's like I've been doing it for a little over half the time Skillshot has been doing it, but they haven't added anyone since me, so I'm still the new kid. <laughs> it is like the trip advisory of pinball in the Northwest. Yeah. You get everything there. And, of course, I only saw a few things. The only two bars I saw, I'm embarrassed to say this, I saw shorties and the new jupiter bar both great i don't think you should be embarrassed to say that those are great oh spots. no no! i'm embarrassed i didn't see more <laughs> that's all sure like i can't believe i haven't been to you've been to flip flip ding ding a gabillion times and add a ball oh, and, yeah. and eight bit arcade <laughs> i haven't seen them yet mm-hmm. well next time you're in town we also have an app for the list so you can download the skill shot or Skillshot app, and it'll bring up a map for you, and you can zoom in or zoom out based on where you are, and it'll tell you the closest spots to you and how many machines and whether it's all ages or all that. So we've joined the 21st century. And you know what? This is good because a lot of the tourists, when they go there, you know, it's it's very easy and obvious to see something as spectacular as the museum, which I also want to see too. But oh, sure, you don't get a sense of that Seattle bar scene that is incredible and unique. I know Portland's probably very similar too, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you, from where I am and other parts of North America, we don't see anything like we do in Seattle and Portland. It's it's amazing. So there's more yeah. to it than just the museum. And Skillshot is the best way to find out about it. And about competitions, too. We have a really in-depth calendar that's, you know, we reach uh, as far as Portland and Bellingham, and we try to keep any kind of tournament um, up on the calendar. And there's been some times in the most recent history where every day of that calendar is filled with at least one, maybe two, sometimes three events, and it's ridiculous. (laughs) We're very fortunate. I just keep uh, worrying that the time that I'm wondering when the bubble is going to burst, you know, like when is it going to be too much? I know for individuals, sometimes it can be too much. And I think you and I have talked about, sometimes there is competition burnout. I just got done playing a week of yeah. all these IFPA 15 events, and, and it was great. But you're a little pinballed out after it. Oh, absolutely. When I play pinball for fun, when I play pinball to beat someone, my brain does a different thing. And there's definitely tournament fatigue. And you just have to be on all the time if you want to win, and especially if you want to play like big tournaments. So. Sometimes I just, like, I don't see the reason for there to be a tournament. It'll be like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. We're going to have a Brackalope tournament, three strikes you're out. I'm like, can we just hang out and play pinball? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Like, I'll play dollar games with you or something. Come on. Well, our dollar games here where I am in Canada aren't as cool as some of the ones I've seen in the States because... What are you talking about? You got loonies and toonies. Okay, that that is <laughs> that is good. Sometimes they slide underneath the lock bar, which is a nightmare. <laughs> sure. But I was in Denver, and I was playing some mm-hmm. dollar games, and I assume it's the same. You know, it's a little south for me, obviously, but still the west side, so I don't know where it came from. But the dollar games they were playing... And by the way, I'm not endorsing gambling at all. Cause no, not this, at all. That money goes back to who it came from. Yes, this never happened. I, this is a fictional story I'm telling, so stay away, IRS. Anyway, <laughs> if this game did happen, you'd play a dollar game, and if you got an extra ball, you could play it, but it cost you a dollar. And some of the groups oh, wow. were playing, you could play it for a dollar, but you could only play it one-handed. So, hmm. you know, maybe you were right there to start a multi-ball or something like that, or... Sure. Maybe a skill shot's enough to beat somebody. It was a neat little twist to it. I got soaked in it. I First of all, converting from Canadian to American money, I got killed there. But then losing to all these Denver players. Yeah. Well, then we have another one that uh, I feel like it, it, I heard about it in Seattle. I had never seen it anywhere else before. But it's called Stall Ball. And it's played a lot like Tommy Dollars, if you've ever done that, where you just put the dollar bills on the play field, right? Well, gosh. <laughs> so you can cover up any amount of the play field you want with the dollar that you're contributing. And most people, they go for the flippers or, you know, the ramps, entrance of the ramps or whatever. So Stall Ball is that the money on the count or on the play field or on the glass, right? And then we also have like a conga line setup of like everyone that's involved so you'll have maybe seven or eight players and you can't pass to the next player unless you stall the ball in some way if you get into a scoop if you get it on a ramp if you drain the ball you're out and then it goes to the next player but as long as you get it hung up somewhere on the play field and you have enough time to transfer to the person behind you then you can stall the ball and move on but once you drain you're out of the conga line and then last man standing wins all the money so scoops would be a wise choice correct yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things to stall it? Um, you could do magnets, like if you're doing like maybe you start a Weapon X multi-ball on X-Men. Or roller games or grab. something like that. Oh, yeah, totally. Or maybe you hit thing flips and then thing hits the ball and you're like, next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lo- I'm dying to play this right now. I just oh, got, oh, so I'm all fun. pinballed out. Now I want to play it again. <laughs> Oh, I've always been looking for more games. Why haven't I talked to you earlier? <laughs> no problem. I'll think of like plenty more until next time we talk. Okay, good. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. We want to promote the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show, which is June 8th to 10th, NWPAS. It's a big, big event. So when a lot of people are going to be coming to the Northwest, and they are coming from all over North America, definitely check out Skillshot and the Zine because you're going to see more things than just that and and that app that you mentioned too. But that's a big, big tournament. You're going to be a part of it. Um, We're also going to be introducing a new version of Skillshot. After 10 years, we've decided to change the format a little bit have color cover and it's going to look more like a pamphlet like maybe you would get from marco specialties or something and the only downside to that is that it's going to eliminate our folding parties that we have um so when we release an issue we have about 10 to 20 people come out from the community and they get free drinks as long as they help us fold scenes but these are going to show up already stapled and folded which is going to be fantastic the one thing about the magazine, old farts like me uh, have to squint to see some of this stuff, and my glasses sure. are already like Coke bottles, but uh, no, maybe if it makes it a little bigger, but you know what? It was so neat that I had to save it. It was uh, oh, it was sure? great, and now that that's color, too, that's a lot of money and time put into Skillshot. Where does it all yeah. come from? Um, we do ads, so Shorties is our biggest advertiser. Um, they've been a part of it 
since the very, like really early on, uh, we always get an advertisement from Adaball and, uh, we also have a Patreon. Um, you're welcome to contribute to that because we always put it all towards the zine and the podcast. None of us are making money off of it. We just do it because we love it. Um, but yeah, patreon.com backslash skillshot. We have rewards on there. Like we'll give you a shout out on the podcast or we'll give you a sneak peek at the new issue before it comes out. Um, I think we offered like a pinball party with me and Graham on there that only one person took us up on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to see that at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show. Yep. You're going to be there. And you <laughs> did something years ago, and I want to give you credit for this because we're talking about how big this show is this year. There's a great women's competition that mm-hmm. I heard about a few weeks ago when I was in Edmonton and talking to, you know, Ray Day and Jermaine and Dave Stewart. <laughs> and We call Raymond the bone collector. Oh, I know about the bone, the bone collector. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The only thing we were missing was Chris Specials. He wasn't there. I was hoping, oh, right. <laughs> I was hoping he would make the trip. But anyway, um, they were talking about how big this tournament is and they're giving away a Hobbit pinball machine. That is so cool, but that tournament was started by you and also Babes in Pinland, which, you know, yeah. everyone knows about Bells and Chimes, but you were right there at the same time with Babes in Pinland and then doing this women's tournament. So kudos to you for that. And tell us about the history of both that women's tournament and Babes in Pinland. Sure. It's almost like they were created in a vacuum, both. Like, I hadn't met Eka until I'd already been doing uh, Babes in Pinland for a while. But I started it about two months after Bells and Chimes started it in San Francisco and the Bay. But I was just like, I, I've been writing about women in pinball for a very long time. And I have an article for uh, when the Lucy edition of ACDC came out, and I called it T and ACDC because there was just too much TNA on it. And that got a lot of buzz. But I've been like writing about inclusivity within the pinball community and having it be less of just like a straight white guy club. So one of the owners at Adamal Travis one day, he's like, Hey, would you ever want to host like a women's tournament? Or, you know, like we would love to have you do it. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Sure. Let's do it. And I thought of a name and one of the punk bands I like is called Babes in Toyland. And so I was like, Babes in Pinland, we'll just change that up. <laughs> and so it's been going for about four years now. I hosted it for three years or so. And, you know, got a little tired of it and like had to work early in the morning. So I passed it off to my friend Maureen and she's been doing an amazing job and she's really growing it. You would win passes for the top four or five players. We got 54 women in that tournament. And that's pretty amazing on a Thursday night, you know. It is amazing, and we're seeing more and more women's tournaments come out, and that big announcement that is going to be happening at Replay with the WIT tournament. Uh, it's mm-hmm. exciting, It's and I just witnessed an amazing women's final in New York City just a few weeks ago, and that was very, very exciting. There was a good crowd watching it. I know there were a lot of people oh, watching cool. the stream, and it's good pinball, but what I really liked the most about it, and I'm sincere when I say this, was they were such good sports. And you don't always get that mm-hmm. in mixed competition. It's been amazing. Like, uh, cause I, I remember when I first started playing competitive pinball, it's been almost 10 years now. My first tournament was the powder puff tournament at shorties, which is all women, but there would be women from Canada and women from Portland, not a ton from Seattle. And like, I just remember like me and Julie Gray being like the consistent ones. So like if I beat her, she's like, all right, now you have to win the whole thing. Or if she beat me, then it's like, you have to win the whole tournament if it was co-ed, but there just wasn't a huge presence. There certainly were women playing and there's lots of women that I've known for years that, you know, they'll come out and play tournaments, but it wasn't until there was a space for it that women decided like, well, I like pinball. 
and I'd like to play, but I don't think I'm ready for a tournament. And I'd say like, what about the women's tournament? And they're like, oh, well, I think I could play that. You know, <laughs> like there's just a lot more, it feels a lot more inviting. And even when I've seen like when, when women would lose or win, there's like usually a hug afterwards, you know, <laughs> instantly. Mm-hmm. That's the part I really enjoyed. And they're willing to teach people, like, even in-game, while you're playing a tournament game, like, oh, I saw that you missed this shot. Did you know that that's worth, like, 5 million points right there? Or, you know, it's pretty casual and, like, really friendly. You know, you're an inspiration to some people, and I know you heard the pinball profile that Stephanie Guida was on. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah, and Crystal Gemnick have created the Riptide podcast that they've done a few episodes now but they were talking about hearing yourself and zoe and jessica and they thought we need more women in in pinball and and now there's mrs pin and i know megan sprague is is working behind the scenes at doing some podcasting and and yourself that had to be touching for you and it's fun and it's great well you get that feedback too i do sometimes yeah it's been a little while because we're not so new and exciting anymore i guess i don't know and we're very centric so i know that that tends to turn people off they're not in the northwest but when we first started it was really fun to like to have someone recognize my voice or say hello or you know recognize me and even going to pinberg i met a lot of people that i was aware of like on facebook or um just through like seeing them on ifpa or something and it was really cool to meet so many more people but part of the reason that i do podcasts about pinball and podcasts about music and write about music is that i want there to be more women and if like I am that, so why not do it? I think that there should be more diversity and more voices and those kinds of things. And if I can add to that, then I will. When I watch some women play in competitions, I explained this to my wife. I said, you know, there is no one strong dominant group. It's not men. It's not mm-hmm. women. It's not kids. It's anyone. This isn't just lip service. I'm saying when we get more women playing pinball, you're going to see some big (laughs) championships won by many women because Mm -hmm. I see the quality in so many great players. I know I've had my butt handed to me many times. (laughs) What's the best way to get more women involved? Well, I've heard that like being condescending and explaining things to them, it really helps. Like if you just, you know, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Really just like when I was starting with Basic Pinland, I would go over to anyone any female presenting person that I would see because we also take, um, you know, trans, trans people as you, if you identify as female, you're welcome to play. And I would just go around and say, Hey, it's only $5. Did you want, like, I would just start a rapport with people that I saw in the bar, just promoting it or just talking to people. And I've met a lot of people just by, uh, Oh, Hey, the start button's right there. I, I saw you looking for the, you're playing an old EM and you weren't sure what the start button is. And it's it's weird when like it's a hard thing to do when you're talking approaching someone that you don't know and just try not to sound like a know it all. But um, if you do it from a place of love, uh, it should be fine. But just letting people know about tournaments and or even just hey, can I play a game with you? You seem like you are good at this or you have fun. Just starting a rep- rapport with people, I think, helps a lot. That's a neat analogy because as I look at some video games, especially the home video games, I'm lost. Whereas something like a pinball machine, okay, there's a plunger, there's a ball, there's two flippers. I can figure out the rest, or at least uh-huh. that away. It's funny because the video games I'm lost in. I'm an old guy, right? So I'm like the mm-hmm. old Atari 2600. Here's a joystick, here's one button, <laughs> that's it. Not multiple triggers, headsets, uh, moving the fingers around. Forget about it. 
Right. I mean, but I even tell my boyfriend, like, all right, remember that this one has four flippers on it or like this one's got three. I'm like, you always forget about your upper flipper on Tron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much. See, and that wasn't condescending. So there's Mm -hmm. some good advice from Kayla. That's that's that is a good point. We've definitely talked about Skillshot and the now three plus years of podcasting at the 10 plus years of the zine itself. Mm -hmm. But you've also done some other podcasting for my other love, which is music. And you're a (laughs) huge punk fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I went to the Ramones Museum in Berlin. It was like one of the happiest places I've ever been. (laughs) I started out going to shows when I was like 12, 13 years old. And I saw some like bigger rock bands play in my early teens and like, my mom thought it was a phase that I was just dyeing my hair pink and like now we're 20 years later and like I've seen bands all around the world and you know I've been countless places so it's just it's not it's not going away <laughs> I do reviews for Razor Cake I do band interviews for New Noise magazine based out of Berkeley yeah I constantly like even today a friend was like hey can I send you a demo of my band to review I'm like sure Boy, you know, I would love to see a Ramones pinball machine someday. I remember the day Joey died, in fact. I remember exactly where I was. Oh, yeah. I think it was just a couple of days ago was his anniversary or his birthday anniversary. I'm not sure. What were you doing? I was at work, and it came across the Internet, and I worked in an office with another woman, and we're about the same age, and we both kind of had a bit of a tear. We're like, wow, he's pretty young. And I'll tell you something. The first time I heard the Ramones, I didn't get it. I didn't dislike it. I just thought, okay, that song kind of to me with ignorant ears sounded the same as that one and that one and that one. And then I started reading up about it. So that kind of made me more interested finding out about the history of the band. You know, you could go to a concert and see 10 songs and it's only 20 minutes long. I loved Mm -hmm. it. It's awesome. They're magnificent in their simplicity. You look at it, and it's like looking at a a Jackson Pollock painting, right? Where you're like, I could splatter paint on a canvas, but then you try to do it, and it doesn't look anything like that. Good point. And you know another thing, too, about them? They were so darn funny. Mm Mm-hmm. I loved hearing them in interviews. I have a friend who used to be their handler, like, towards the end of their career, and she was um, walking Joey out of a hotel room, lobby or hotel lobby one day and he saw George Carlin and he was such a huge fan of George Carlin and he's like oh my gosh like that's he's right there and she's like you should go talk to him he goes I can't do that like no I'm too shy so they go to the front desk and uh, ask him to ring up Carlin's room and he leaves a message he's like hey this uh, is Joey Ramon hi George Carlin like I just want to say I'm a really big fan of you is okay maybe you call me back all right bye like just like left him a message on his hotel room phone that how much Joey Ramone loves George Carlin. And she's like, I just hope that one day, like he went, he got to see, listen to that message. Oh, I'm sure he did. I hope so. That's so sweet. I know it's 30 years old now and maybe a little dated, but when I was young, my God, there was no television show I loved more than The Simpsons. And when mm-hmm. the Ramones were on, singing <laughs> Happy killed. Birthday to Mr. Burns, and you know the Rolling Stones were killed because of it. Uh, that right, was a right. great episode. But also, too, I'll let you know this, Kayla. I do a classic rock show, and we play all kinds of different music. So I'll play some Ramones all the time. Awesome. One of the interviews I do, and the reason I do Pinball Profiles, because I interview a lot of rock stars, I interviewed mm-hmm. Dee Dee Ramone. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there was a book um, called Poisoned Heart. I married Dee Dee Ramone, and that was done by Vero Ramone, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of interesting to to get both you know different angles. It, totally. Yeah. So again, awesome. the music really didn't catch me at first, and then the interest did, and then mm-hmm. I was just like, "This is just fun music." Yeah. And I got to go before it closed to CBGB's. Another. Oh, that's cool. Huh? Yeah, that meant a lot to me because of the history mm-hmm. there. So anyway. So. <laughs> We could talk about the Ramones all the time, but you had mentioned that you've done a lot of podcasting and certainly writing too, not only in North America and the Seattle scene, but kind of all over too. And that's kind of led you to different places. You've spent some time over in Wales. You've played some pinball. I think you even went to the Highway Pinball headquarters when it was open. I did. Yeah, I got really lucky. I had never been to Europe before and I just, I had some friends over there and like I, you know, I've known a a woman from Ireland for 10 years ago, we went to school together a long time ago in glassblowing school. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to figure out how to do this. And it was my first trip to Europe. I was going to spend like four or five days in London. And then I started looking at things to do around pinball there in, in Europe in, in general. And I uh, found out that the, I forget what it was even called now, but there was a, a, a show in Wales, like a big competition and pinball uh convention basically and it was at the highway pinball factory i was like well i have to go to that and i met up with uh thomas evros from who owned the pipeline in london and he and his son oscar gave me a ride from london to wales like the next day like i'd known him for less than 24 hours and he's like yep if you're gonna if you're ready at 6 a.m we'll drive you to wales so i got to play in the competition and of course like one of the first matches i had was against kaylee george and like the two people from seattle in this room (laughs) had to play against each other that's crazy Um, yeah, I almost beat him too. It was really close. He had to play his last ball. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Make him work for it, right? Yeah. Um, and I got to see prototypes of Alien before, like way before it was ready to come out. They showed us like versions of the Alien Queen that they were thinking about going for, um, the pop bump- bumpers of the eggs that they were looking at. Then they were like, you, we can only show you, um, prototype play of Alien 1 or Alien 2. Which one do you want? And it's like both. Like, what are you talking about? Shows both. <laughs> But that was a fun place to be in where it's like, you know, no recording, no pictures, nothing. Like, I just, you guys have, you're getting in like sneak peek stuff. So it was uh, not the most glamorous space, but it was definitely like a work in progress, you know? Like they had CNC machines and they had paint booths and uh, you could see where the process starts and ends. And he gave us a whole factory tour. And I really enjoyed what he was trying to do with the modular machines and something I'd never seen before or since, but unfortunately not every dream can become a reality for very long. So I'm glad that I got to see it. Yeah. It's a tough business. It's too bad because, uh, I enjoyed playing full throttle. I enjoyed playing alien too. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you don't like seeing things like that happen, especially to good people. But, uh, you know, maybe those people will all get hired somewhere else cause they've done some great things and, uh, you know, fingers crossed, but that's pretty cool that you got to go and check yeah. it out. And their speaker that year, it was a uh, Joe Balzer who did like Apollo 13 and, um, we did Baywatch or yeah, but he's been, he worked at Gottlieb and Valley and all sorts of places, but I think he was trying to get on board with highway and I'm not sure he ended up doing that Houdini game instead, which is a really nice and beautiful game. My favorite game that I, I own is the Simpsons pinball party and, that's one of oh, his yeah. masterpieces as well, too. Oh, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a nice guy to meet. Well, Kayla, I, I've enjoyed talking to you, and this is great. And again, we'll see you at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show, although I guess Saturday night you're going to be a little busy going to check out our good friends, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can do both 
things pinball and hang out with ed maybe i'll convince him to come to the show too like skip your sound check just come down to tacoma and play some pinball with me and we'll go back to the show (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if he shows up at that show some way somehow yeah He's got to be aware of it. If not, I'll text him. <laughs> <laughs> well, say hello to him for me and uh, all his fans of Bare Naked Ladies and their big tour right now for the Fake Nudes album, which is spectacular. I saw it earlier in, I think it was November. You're going to enjoy it a lot. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah, it's their last Summer on Earth tour again <laughs> that they do every year. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Kayla, thank you very much for joining us here today. Well, thank you. It was really fun. I appreciate it. Some Ramones to take you out. How about that? All right, sounds wonderful. All right. Yeah, Gabby, Gabby, hey. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Have a good one. I'm Jeff Teolis. There are several fine young men who I'm sure are going to go far. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ramones. Ah, these minstrels will soothe my jangled nerves. I'd just like to say this gig sucks. Hey, up your Springfield. One, two, three, four. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Bernsey. Happy birthday to you. Go to hell, you old bastard. Hey, I think they liked us. Have the Rolling Stones killed.